0: What we're saying is don't overthink it. Do what you know to do already because you are busy. I don't have time to to weigh my food. I have a lot of apps on my phone where I can track what I'm eating and look at the carb count. I just don't have time to do it. I'm busy too.
1: What does true wellness mean to you? I'm Claudia Cometa, and that is the question I will be leading with in the Minding Wellness Podcast. Each and every week, I will bring you experts who will share their personal wellness journeys and their insights into what it means to mind our wellness. Health is a state of body, wellness is a state of being. Let's dive into improving our state of being. This week on the Minding Wellness podcast, I am excited and honored to bring you John Patton. John has spent the last decade in public health working alongside the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, otherwise known as the CDC, as the director of communications for a national nonprofit called the National Association of Chronic Disease Directors. That group addresses the largest chronic diseases in the world from heart disease to diabetes to cancer. He is also the executive director of the ProVention Health Foundation, which focuses innovative approaches to disease prevention. Throughout his public health career, he observed the mountain of health advice that was difficult to follow and often controversial. He knows that people are not dumb. They are busy, extremely busy. Therefore, he set out to write the new book, Brainless Health, that cuts through the marketing and medical jargon of health To deliver a frank and fun conversation about simple health habits that can become as brainless and automatic as brushing your teeth. I really enjoyed this conversation with John. It's refreshing to have somebody who maybe isn't necessarily a healthcare professional in its traditional sense, but somebody who has the benefit of working inside of the medical system, specifically for the CDC, but whose focus is communications, because I think communication is often where we misstep in healthcare. So I hope you enjoy this conversation of really getting down to the basics of staying healthy, maintaining a healthy lifestyle, and keeping it simple. Enjoy. All right. Super excited to bring on John Patton today to the Minding Wellness podcast. I learned about the work that he was doing and reached out and he just has such a great um, disposition about him. He's super jovial and um, just happy with life. And I, I love the energy that he brings and I'm excited to have him on. So thanks for coming on, John.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I tell you, this is a, a great opportunity. I love your podcast. And I love what you're doing for people.
1: Great. Thank you so much. I always appreciate the feedback. Uh, Like I I mentioned to another one of my guests, you know, we don't always get that feedback as as entrepreneurs, so it's always welcome. So I would love to start with first, what does true wellness mean to you?
0: You know, wellness, uh, I think in in many, you know, today it's it's really been hijacked a little bit. I liken it to well-being, and I, I think well-being is being well uh, in your being. Um, without getting too complicated, we're we're human beings that are complex, you know, complex uh, organisms with with a mental and psychological and emotional and spiritual side to ourselves, in addition to physical. Um, and when that there's kind of um, um, happiness in, in all those, there, there's a balance, then then I actually think um, that's the the state of well-being. That's when actually you, you can say that you have wellness in your being.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed completely. All right. We have so much to dive into with your story and um, even, even some interesting new information. So if you are one that listens and um, often only listens to a few minutes and then gets off, you're going to want to listen to this whole podcast because we've got lots of goodness to share. So Let's start off by you sharing a bit about your background and kind of what led you to the important work you do today.
0: Well, thanks. Yeah, I've spent my whole life in communications and marketing and media. And about 10 years ago, one of my clients uh, and consulting was a public health nonprofit working alongside the CDC for the last 30 years, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta. And I thought that it would just be a a short engagement. And a decade later, I've been there full time. I've uh, been working on grants with diabetes prevention, cancer prevention, um, heart disease and stroke prevention. And what I found was there was so much information being shared. The CDC is such a wealth of great information, but oftentimes it's hard for the general public to understand. Uh, The science of, of public health, Often isn't very um, conducive to reaching the actual public.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's so true. Which you know, I love that the story is that you landed into this world, um, not necessarily seeking it out, but that's where that's just where you were drawn to, and now you have started a a really interesting path of helping to and I I don't want to say dumb down make it more make the information more accessible to those who um, find it very complicated which is pretty much everybody including those who are in the system so I would just say that's everyone. Um, So you've been working with the CDC and what what does that entail is that does that entail the communications and marketing piece or has that shifted?
0: It's kind of shifted. It's, it's really focused on what they call public health interventions or disease prevention interventions. And so I'll give you an example. There's the National Diabetes Prevention Program. It's a CDC-developed uh, curriculum. It's year-long. People really focus on what they eat and how they move and exercise. Um, and there, again, is, is a word that typically is forbidden, the word exercise, believe it or not. So the government likes to say physical activity. And physical activity is great, uh, but what we really need to do is is understand that it it really means exercise. I can be physically active, vacuuming my house or walking my dog, but that's not going to elevate my heart rate likely uh, to the point that it's actually going to have an impact on my metabolism and on my disease prevention. So so I try to use words like that um, when I talk to folks and uh, say it's about exercise. And we all know what that means, whether we like it or not.
1: Okay, interesting. So you're working alongside with the CDC, you're realizing how complicated this jargon is and this verbiage and how in the world can anybody understand it. And so talk us through how that led you to um, write your book and come up with the, what, the realization that, that this was so necessary for the majority of the population to, to really start to understand health in a different way.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm going through, and and I'm I'm trying to help people just be really, really straightforward with what they eat and how they move, and as we all know from Instagram and YouTube and ads and books and things like that. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, they've, we've kind of had our, our health hijacked, so that it's all about looking amazing for social media. But it's great body, uh, living forever, maybe detoxifying yourself, a uh, gut health, you know, all kinds of things that are are not bad in and of themselves. Look your best, feel your best. But what we what we fail to do is wash our hands. We fail to put sunscreen on. We fail to buckle up our our, our car, you know, our seatbelt in our car, and you know, we're, we're walking into a world of hurt while we're trying to figure out whether turmeric is good for us or, or how to balance our macronutrients or counter steps and this kind of thing. Uh, you know, the staircase is staring at us in front of us and we take the escalator. I mean, this just, you know, it's just crazy. And so that's what I I call my book, brainless health, uh, because there's simple things we can do without even thinking that's so absolutely, you know, common sense. If we would just put it into a, you know, habit, uh, we would find incredible health benefits from them.
1: Hmm. I I completely agree. It is all so true. It's it's and it's crazy because in the business world, you know, it's the. I mean, you probably can speak to this. You know, we're usually trying to keep things simple. That's the goal is to try to keep things as simple as possible. And for some reason in in the medical system, we and you know, we just try to make things as complicated as possible. And it's um, very counterintuitive to to what makes the most sense for the, for the larger masses. You have said, I think I got this from your website. People are not dumb. They are busy and getting healthy, usually feeling like it will take more time and attention than most people have to spare. In your experience and opinion, why is the healthcare system and the concept of health so confusing?
0: You know, I think that, um, in the, in the healthcare space, unfortunately it's, it's around making money. And the, the more, it's it's complicated the more that different fees can be put in and this kind of thing. And, and people won't know, and, and they'll just pay the bill. And and it's just, uh, it's, it's just lack of transparency. And we hear a lot about transparency and pricing and procedures. And I, I just think that's part of the the business uh, element. Um, We find this in other things, like telecom, you're all the fees and and charges on your cell phone bill. I mean, I think it's just a way of, of complicating things to make some money. Um, and then when it comes to the actual health and wellness of uh, people that have great medical degrees and stuff, they are discovering things. They're very excited. They they've discovered that that certain things that that people are eating, whether it's gluten or whether it's plant based proteins, they actually have a health benefit. And they're and they're just genuinely excited, and so they're sharing. And when you look at the, the, you know, bookshelf of books and health, usually they're, they've got a niche, they've got a differentiator, which of course is part of business too. You don't want to just be saying the same old thing. But, um, in my case, I, I really felt we needed to get back to saying the same old thing. We need to go back to what our mothers and fathers taught us uh, growing up and, and get back to things that will really prevent a world of hurt, uh, keep us out of wheelchairs, keep us, um, you know, off of ventilators. You know, off of oxygen. Uh, you know, not smoking is just—it's brainless. You know, you just don't put anything that has fire on it in your mouth. I mean, it's just—it's a just straightforward. I care if it's a cigar or a pipe or a joint or a cigarette. Um, if we can just take that approach, then, um, then, then we're gonna we're gonna be incredibly well off. Um, to your question, though, uh, people are not dumb. This is absolutely right. We're not dumbing anything down. We're not uh, making it. Um, uh, infantile. What we're saying is don't overthink it. Do what you know to do already because you are busy. I don't have time to, to weigh my food. I have a lot of apps on my phone where I can track what I'm eating and look at the carb count. I just don't have time to do it. I'm busy too. And so what I do know is that if I cook it at home, it's going to be a lot healthier than if I buy it out of a can or uh, in the restaurant. I know that if I flip it over and it's got a you know, more sugar in there than a soda, that that's not good for me. Uh, real simple stuff. I don't need to know all the uh, little ingredients that I can't pronounce, but I definitely can read a, a sugar content. Mm-hmm.
1: As you're talking, I'm kind of thinking, I, I always like think in analogies or in visuals. And so I'm I'm thinking you're kind of like the the iPhone, like the, the g- great uh, user interface, you know, like, let's just get back to like making this as, easy and as obvious and as user friendly as possible. And I I love that approach because I think there are just some back to basics things we often forget because we get so tied up into minutiae details that come out and, um, we kind of forget the, the basics. So without giving away too much of your book, uh, Give us some, some cliff notes. I know you've already kind of mentioned just some of these basics, but, but what would you say is sort of a, a cliff note version of what people could expect reading Brainless Health?
0: You know, uh, one thing with uh, the reader's responses and the, the reviews and things, it's very readable. It's very fun. I, I use a ton of personal stories uh, because I am like everybody out there. We, we are just trying to get by. I don't have a medical medical degree. I, I have tried a lot of things. I've bought things online. I've tried different exercise equipment, this kind of stuff. Um, and so I think people will laugh. Uh, it's, it's not a medical book. It's not a, a boring book um, that's going to give you step-by-step you know, instruction, it's gonna, it's just gonna say, you know, real straightforward things, you know, look at what you're eating, look at how you're moving. Uh, People talk all the time, I'll I'll give you an example, we talk about relational health. Uh, People talk about how we're on social media all the time, and people are disconnected, and they call Facebook, fake book, and they talk about just this, this, this increasing um, uh, isolation. And yet, are we writing anybody we know a letter? You know, I mean, it's not hard. We used to do it all the time. Um, Stamps are still sold at the grocery store when we're going there every single week. It's not that difficult. And yet we maybe don't do it. Do we pick up the phone and call someone instead of sending them a text message? Again, really brainless. We only could use the phone uh, just a a number of years ago. And it's almost like we've forgotten that that's actually what we're carrying around with us uh, is a, is a communications device. you know, again, we, we, uh, we talked about the, uh, the you know, safety precautions, like using helmets. Uh, I tell stories about taking my kids out and, and not even realizing that it was a law to wear a helmet. You don't, when you go on a bicycle, I mean, a lot of folks don't even know the laws, including myself. Well, uh, it's brainless though. You want to protect that most precious part of your body, your, your brain, your skull. And, uh, so strap on a helmet, um, so, you know, it's, it's things like that, that, that are, are fun. They're, they, they, poke a little bit. I shoot straight. Um, I, I say, I'm your coach. I'm in it with you. I'm, I'm you know, following my own advice, but it's uh, it's real straightforward kind of fun stuff with, with a lot of, you know, I think funny stories.
1: So fun. I look forward to reading it myself, honestly. i think I think it's just so great to have somebody approach medicine this way because as a medical professional myself, it's almost like the medical community prides itself on making this field complicated., uh, you know, a lot of it is just because, <laughs> I mean, the body is complicated. If we start yes. getting into the minutia and into the you know, the cell you know structure and and it does get complicated. And the more, complicated our understanding is, the harder it is to then zoom back out and get simple. So, which again is, a you know, big talk in business too, is, you know, we can get so into the minutia that we forget, oh, our customers don't, you know, what do they actually want and need to know from here from this? Not, not all those complicated stuff. So, so really just interesting. Um, I'm wondering how was this sort of approach, this book received by maybe both the medical community and the lay community when you started
0: sharing it? Well, I, I really appreciate what you just said, is that medicine is complicated, the body is complicated, health is complicated. We're experiencing uh, you know, the pandemic around uh, COVID-19 right now, and the medical community is just at its wits end, trying to understand this new virus, and uh, oftentimes, when they're talking to each other, which is what they do, they're using a different language. And you're exactly right; they're not talking to uh, the general public uh, any more than a financial uh, expert who's talking about financial matters uh, is talking to the general public. So, so it's very understandable. And uh, and then to answer your question, the you know I've I work with so many smart people, PhDs and MDs and RDs, and they say every kind of D uh, at the CDC and also at uh, national nonprofits in public health, And they have unanimously embraced this idea because uh, I'm not purporting to uh, speak their language or do their job, but rather help them translate uh, their findings and their real passions to help people in a language that people can understand. Um, You know, I I have this this part in the book when we talk about food, and I call it F and V, F and C, um, B. And it's actually fruits and vegetables fish and chicken. Super, super simple. So you go out and you say to a restaurant or or to a grocery store, you go out and you say, is it fruits and vegetables? I mean, straightforward. You don't you don't have to get any more complicated than that. And then fish and chicken are safe. They're, they're good. They're, they've got all the kinds of things that everybody wants you to put in your body from the medical community. If you want to get into the debate about meat, fabulous. You can do that. Or into glutens and into bread and into grains. That's fabulous. Uh, very interesting. I think there's a lot of value going on, but it's kind of controversial. But fruits and vegetables, fish and chicken, don't have that controversy surrounding them. So the medical community is looking at me saying, you know, thank you for at least getting people to second base. You know, getting them to understand they have to break a sweat. They have to go and exercise. Um, and and from there, they can take their own path once they get to a, a, a certain baseline of health.
1: Mm, so fantastic. I, I really do appreciate um I appreciate somebody in the communications field <laughs> bringing good, commun- good, simple communication about health to the masses. So, all right, let's dive into the elephant in the room that the listeners do not know yet that is the elephant in the room. Um, but let's talk a little bit about COVID since we touched base on that and your current experience with that, John.
0: Well, thanks, yeah. Uh, just last night, I did test positive for COVID-19. And for about a week, I had been having all of the symptoms that everyone has heard about. Uh, in fact, there again, uh, people on the news will tell you that you might have this and you might have that. And sure enough, I have it all from body aches to fever to uh, um, loss of appetite and smell to physical exhaustion. And, uh, and the shortness of breath is, is is there too. And that's probably the scariest because we, we need that, that air to stay alive. But I, I the big takeaway that, that I have right now is that I'm a pretty healthy guy. I do watch what I put into my body. I'm not perfect. I have ice cream. I have potato chips. I, I, I'm all you know over that. Um, but in general, I watch what I eat, and in general, I work out almost every single day. And if I'm not in the gym, I'm taking a walk. I'm taking. I'm washing my car vigorously. I'm. I'm doing something of physical, um, you know, exertion. And as a result, though I have these symptoms, I'm doing pretty well. And I was actually, uh, you know, exposed to some people so, and I had the symptoms, so I thought I'd get tested, but I wasn't even sure if I really had it. And so, so far so good, doesn't mean that things won't get bad, but the takeaway is that I'm going to do a lot better um, with the, with the um, disease because I'm healthy. It does, there's no guarantees with this, this virus, but it's no different than someone who finds out they have cancer and they go for chemotherapy treatments. Uh, it's been documented a thousand times that those people are going to do better during treatment and they're going to, they're going to bounce back better after treatment. And it's, it's just a, an incredible takeaway. So, um, you know, I know we were talking earlier and maybe we shouldn't be all worried about, you know, running away from this virus. Um, I mean, be intelligent and, and, you know, take precaution, but we really should focus our time on preparing ourselves for it because the likelihood of getting it is is getting increasingly high, and so we need to be ready when it comes knocking.
1: I so agree, and I like I mentioned before when we were not recording yet. I first want to just commend you for keeping an appointment despite being COVID COVID positive and having some shortness of breath, and you know, you came on, and although I we're only audio and not visual, not video. I can't see you, but you sound amazing. And I had was shocked that you were dealing with COVID right now. And I think that does speak a lot to how well you've treated your body up until this point and will continue to do so. But it is so true, not just with COVID. I mean I know the focus right now is on this virus and this pandemic, but with any acute or chronic illness that we may begin to face in the future. What we do now is going to be so imperative in our body's preparation to fight it, to you know, our immune system to be able to fight an infectious cause, or, you know, our um, immune system to be strong enough to know what it should fight and hopefully not go into an autoimmune issue. And so how we treat our bodies today is so important. instead of being reactive, when something comes, and then we start to get into treatment mode because we were not proactive. Starting to be proactive now is so important. So if you're listening and and you you know haven't yet started a you know t- some type of a lifestyle plan that involves healthy living, healthy eating, this is definitely the time to get. Obviously, yesterday was the best time, but today is the next is. best. So um, and I think that John's story and um, you know his ability right now to be doing a podcast in the midst of symptoms and you know. know. know, it's amazing what our bodies can do. They're so resilient, but they can only do as well as we serve them. So if we aren't nourishing them, if we aren't exercising them, we, I mean, they, you know, they're, they're a vessel, but they can only do what, you know, it's just like a car, you know, it's, if if you don't maintain a car, it's not going to go forever. So I really appreciate your transparency and willingness to share what you're currently going through and how your attentiveness to your health has prepared you to hopefully get through this as seamlessly as possible. As we move forward in our discussion, I would love to know what some of your simplification tips are for our listeners. So we talked a little bit about apps and how those can be complicated. And honestly, I've had apps, I have not used any of them for more than... A couple of days at a time because I, I just it seems too complicated for me and I'm you know very much the person who will do it if it's simple and I enjoy
0: it. So what are some of your tips for our listeners with regards to that? Well, and I, I just want to key off of what you, you mentioned about the, um, the the best time to get healthy is today. Uh, so much of my work is focused in chronic diseases. So those are the the big ones that are <clears throat> eight out of ten of Americans. Uh, eventually, uh, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, stroke, uh, arthritis, et cetera. And um, it's often in our work where we're communicating to people, you need to do this kind of thing because five years from now, you're going to be in trouble. You know, five years, if you don't stop smoking or if you don't stop doing something, you're going to be in trouble. Well, because of of the introduction of COVID, all of a sudden, there is a bullseye on the back of everyone who either has a chronic condition, uh, an underlying health condition, or is about to get one. And all of a sudden, there's an urgency that really has never been there before. Um, I, I'm entering into a project uh, in the next few months where we're going to be talking to people with chronic conditions and saying how critical it is that they manage it because now literally there is this, this arrow, this singular arrow that could take them uh, down significantly, um, you know, just a snap of a finger. Uh, it's not going to be five years from now. It could be tomorrow. And so I just think there's an urgency today that that we've never seen before as it relates to chronic diseases. Um, One in three Americans are pre-diabetic. They're they're on the cusp of of getting diabetes. That's 88 million Americans. They need to reverse that immediately and they can without medication, just through lifestyle. Um, And and they're going to take that bullseye off their back. They really will. Um, in, in terms of, of actual uh, you know, tips, uh, I just really do keep it down to fuel and movement, uh, fueling your body, treating it like you, you mentioned a car. We put the right gasoline in our car. We don't put anything else in there. Um, it just isn't going to work. And then if we do, we're going to have the energy to move, and we have to move. We, there's so many simple things, and just being aware of how much you're sitting. Um, they, they say the sitting disease is the new smoking. We, we sit, uh, we get in our cars and we sit, we go to our offices, and there, come back and sit at the table and then go lay down, uh, you know, in front of the television in bed. It's, you know, our society's engineered, uh, physical movement out of it. And it's, it's not anyone's fault. It's what society has done, but we can take it back. So if you can just focus on, Hey, how much have I been moving today? Um, count your steps if you want to but just have I been moving? Can I, can I use the stairs? Can I uh, walk to get my mail and uh, instead of pull up my car to the, to the mailbox? Uh, can I you know, walk around, do a couple laps at the grocery store, uh, do it a little differently to get a little bit more activity in? And then what do I put in my mouth? I Sure, have your, your, your guilty pleasure, have a, have a piece of cake or something, but don't have two pieces of cake. You know, just watch what what you're putting in your in your body very much like we watch how we take care of our children or or hopefully do we We want to give them things that are going to help them grow. Well, that is the case with all of us. We just need to keep doing that
1: absolutely. I think that's so true to point out how, as parents, we nurture our children and often give to the point of depletion for ourselves. So kind of taking back some of that self-care approach and realizing how important it is to fuel and nourish ourselves as well. And I love just boiling it down to what are we eating and how are we moving and just keeping that simple. As we round out, let's let the listeners know where they can find you.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, you can just go to Brainless health.com or you can go on to amazon and just type in brainless health it's the only one out there i was kind of excited about that um and so it's a red covered book with a guy uh, jumping up in the air with no head on so real easy to identify and um we're going to come out with the auto recording soon but for right now it's available in hardback and softback and uh, on the kindle so i'd love to uh, also have you go to uh Amazon and write a review afterwards or go to the website and send me an email. I'd be happy to answer questions. I do it all the time.
1: Fantastic, John. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for so much for coming on despite COVID. And I, I really appreciate your background and bringing the background of understanding the importance of communication and simplifying communications to the healthcare world. So thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you and keep up the great work. You're doing an incredible job and it's so unusual to find someone with your talents coming together with with medicine and with marketing and uh, entrepreneurship. So uh, hats off to you. We need more of it. Thanks so oh, much.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today, John. I so appreciate your kind and generous words and your helpful insights. We as a podcast family wish you the best as you continue on your healing journey from covid we hope that you have a seamless recovery and that you are able to share your insights on the other side of it thanks again for helping us all to get back to the basics of our health Thank you listeners for continuing to stick with me as we mind our wellness. If you enjoyed this episode or any previous episodes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would take just a minute to head over to iTunes and leave a review so others can find us as well. I look forward to seeing you here again next time.